Oh yeah. It's Monday. <laughs> Did you forget what it was? Here you go. Power through. Boom! I was just trying to make it sound like the most dramatic Monday in history. Instead, it sounded like you weren't sure what day of the week it was. But, yeah, you know, you win so you lose. Oh, trust Michael. me. Trust me, your boy definitely knows it's Monday. <laughs> uh, Are you sweating up the grind right now? <laughs> Welcome to Backdoor Cover. I am Mike. I'm joined, as always, by Brad Keith. Hey, Brad, how was your weekend? Man, the weekend was great. My my lovely wife put up with with letting me play three consecutive rounds of golf. It was wow a uh, an action packed week. End. Yeah, that's remarkable. Capped off, play? I will say. Capped off, I played golf with my father for Father's Day yesterday. Barry beat me senseless. Beat me to a pulp by thirteen fucking strokes. I shot an eighty three. Oh this some bitch shot a one under seventy. It was merciless. Mr. Barry going low. Yeah, he Whoa. he basically curb stopped me up for Father's Day. That was his. I was like, "Thanks, Dick. Like, happy Father's Day, man." Eighty three is a pretty good deck. Eighty three is not bad. And I looked up and he beat me by thirteen strokes. I was like, "Damn it, man! <laughs> what the hell happened here?" I'm confused and I'm a little bit uh, embarrassed. But you got me. All right, good for you. One under seventy is incredible. Yeah, strong, strong work by Mr. Perry, and uh, happy Father's Day to all the daddies out there. Yeah. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, hoops and some golf. Yep. I don't know if you were on a course all three days. I don't know how much uh, of the U.S. Open you saw. Uh, I love nothing more uh-huh. in this world than West Coast majors. That's what I'm saying because they they're in the evenings. Like you get to watch when you get off the course. It's perfect so if you. If you tee off like eight o'clock, you get home at noon, and like they're really just getting into the meat of the action. It's perfect. So yeah, I the leaders didn't tee off till like two o'clock Central Time. Yeah, yesterday. it's great. Uh, it was fantastic. Before we get to the golf, though, we should talk about Micah's Read of the Week, the newsletter, Ooh. out now, out every Monday around your lunch hour. Today we're talking about inflation, and uh, and there's also an expanded recipe corner where I'm talking about gin and tonics. I made frozen gin and tonics this weekend. How? At the beach. Is that possible? Uh, I didn't know that that was, yeah. it, it was, it was uh, molecularly possible to freeze gin, but that's pretty tight. Oh, yeah. I would encourage you to check out Mike's Read of the Week for the recipe. Here, I'll give you the recipe now. Yeah, please. Uh, gin. <laughs> and tonic? Tonic syrup, not tonic water. Okay. Which you have to buy at a liquor store on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And ice. And that's it. Oh. Pretty complicated. And then uh, garnish with a cucumber. Oh, that's a good move. Frozen drinks with cucumbers are, are the bee's knees. Indeed. Um, also, check out Mind of Micah, <laughs> uh, where we've got a, a great piece coming this week about the uh, future of restaurants and how restaurants have changed during the pandemic. All these ghost kitchens and virtual restaurants and Delivery service is very interesting. Mm. I haven't started recording it yet. So this is, I put it in the newsletter, so it will give me incentive to actually do it tonight. So get excited about that. Coming this week, subscribe now. You'll get new episodes delivered directly to your phone. Good stuff. Brad? No, I'm with you. Have anything that, uh, you have anything that you want to plug? No, man. Y'all better subscribe to that newsletter. It's damn good. Thank you. Mm. Uh, all right, let's get to it. 
Let's start with the golf. John Rom, who every major I pick to win. Uh, I also, all of the pools that I, you know, we talked about how I played in like nine different Masters pools. I chose Rom in all of them. They all had U.S. Open pools this week. And I said, you know what? I'm just not going to join. But I 100% would have picked John Rom. Mm. And I'm kicking myself now. Uh, Rom wins with a, the Sunday, the last hour of this tournament was fantastic, incredible television. Yeah, yeah. Ustase a lot of guys it out of bounds on the seventeenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bryson just bogey. blowing up on the back nine, like <laughs> looking like me at a muni, like just a remarkable collapse from Bryson when it looked like he was in striking distance. Kepka uh, made some bogeys down the stretch when he had chances to make a run at it. Yeah, and it sort of felt like the, the story of the tournament was going to be all these dudes who just choked it away. And then you see John Rahm roll in, I don't know, 25 footers on 17 and 18. That The curve, the one, I think it was 17, where the curve. No, so both of them. Both of them had big curves. Oh, God, it was uh, incredible, yeah. Yeah, when he lined up for 18, they're like, this one's a lot like the one he just did on 17. And it just rolled in. He got the big, the big fist pump. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's how you win a golf tournament. Very impressive. Yeah. He had the best best round of the whole weekend on Sunday. I think he shot 68. No player shot better than that all, all weekend, all the entire tournament. Do you ever, do you and, find uh, it uh, less exciting when the winner is in the clubhouse before the last group comes through? I, f- I find that deflating from time to time. I mean, I'm not saying this was particularly deflating because Ron was only a couple groups ahead of Ustazen. Um, but yeah, it, it, when it's not the last group, it's just like, it's not, I mean, obviously it's not like what it was with Phil because it was basically a riot, but uh, at, the, at the last yeah. major. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting. I think the most remarkable thing about this entire event and outcome is with Rom, he was mopping the floor in the last tournament that he played in, failed a COVID protocols test, was essentially kicked out of the tournament on like a Saturday, I believe it was. I think it was after the Saturday round. He it was had after like the a Saturday six stroke. Round. Yeah, he was just six he was murdering the everybody. Exactly. And that's and I mean that's a big tournament too. He's beating the shit out of everybody. He takes a week off, gets his COVID tests right, comes back and then murders everybody at the uh at the uh US Open. Really good stuff. But I thought that was kind of like an interesting storyline that um he basically be winning a a winner of back to back tournaments had he not failed that that COVID protocol. So it's true. It's funny. I mean, I don't know what Rom is ranked. He's got to be a top five player yeah. in the world before this. So it's hard to like call him an underdog, but he had never won a major. Right. And so, you know, like I can't take too much credit for patting myself on the back. For picking, for picking a top five to guy. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, it's not like the dude's not incredible. I was really um, pulling for Ustase and I really, really like him. His game is so good. He's a good I dude. love Ustase too. He's a fucking man. Right. Here's a question for you, my golf expert. Let's hear who is now the best player to never win a major? It's got to be Fowler, right? I'm trying to think of who else yeah. is on the list. That makes sense. Probably Ricky. It, I mean, and he's kind of fallen off to the point where he's barely getting into the majors at this point. So hopefully mm-hmm. he can kind of bounce back. Who else is on that list? Do you even have it? Do you have an idea of anyone else who could be in competition I don't. for I'm, that? I'm just off the top of my head. I mean, Ricky's the rest of them would choice. be young guys, like guys that really haven't had a chance to, you know, come to their yeah. full potential. Scotty Scheffler's and those cats. 
Um, I mean, Rom is still a pretty young dude too. Well, Wolf was right uh, on. Right, Wolf was right on it, and he's been injured the last couple of weeks. But I mean, he was in a final of two, three groups. Um, trying to think. Yeah, Rom would have would be up there amongst that group. Not anymore. I'm sure I'm completely uh, spacing on somebody who's painfully obvious, but it's not it's not occurring to me at the moment. I would say Fowler is probably the one who's everybody's talking about at this point. Interesting stuff. What else you got? Indeed. Uh, that, that's, that's my general takeaway. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of wild that two dudes from Arizona State have won the last two majors. It's also funny that their hands logo is like a shocker. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty weird. The pitchfork thing looks like a shocker. So, you know, two in the pink. Well, I think that's their hand signal, too. I'm not mistaken. <laughs> That's you know, what I'm Arizona saying. State, Arizona State with Herm Edwards was in the news last week. I didn't read the whole story, but apparently they were breaking every recruiting violation of, possible during COVID-19. Like, <laughs> Just mercilessly cheating. <clears throat> yeah, they weren't allowed to have, you like weren't allowed to have kids. It, it, the story has gone really quiet. It's uh-huh. weird. It's one of these that sort of died, but I would imagine it's going to get significantly worse. Um the, the, what I heard is they were like having recruits in, like sneaking them into the football building. They're, they weren't allowed to have any on-campus recruits. No no team in America was allowed to do it. Okay. And they were having kids on campus, and they were sneaking them into the facility at like 9 or 10 p.m. where people wouldn't notice it. <laughs> Just brazenly <laughs> breaking the rules. Uh, I would not be surprised if this gets turned fire. Oh, really? Yeah, mm. it's that bad. Yeah, he's Especially got good sock game. Pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, old Herm. Um, speaking of the NCAA, there was a big Supreme Court ruling that came down today. Nine justices to zero ruling against the NCAA uh, and how that they, you know, the key tenet of the NCAA is that these are amateur athletes that don't get paid. Um, this is this one could be a major uh, ruling. I think this is a game changer. It could be. And it'll probably lead to more and more uh, lawsuits and it could be we could be looking at the and this could be a turning point that leads to the end of the NCAA interesting how about that That's, how about that that is case? very dramatic and I like it I just think like if we look if we look back 10 years from now and there is no NCAA and instead of uh, the NCAA it's just like college sports brought to you by ESPN which mm-hmm. is basically what it is anyway but there isn't the NCAA running anything We'll look back on this Supreme Court uh, ruling as a, uh, a major, a major, uh, a major move. The thing as of right now, who knows what it really means? Yeah. It could be that. I mean, who do, who am I? I'm I not mean, sitting at work reading uh, the Supreme Court briefs, but not like a lawyer. A you're not a lawyer, for the record. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about some hoops. Let's do. Shit got wild. Uh, absolutely classic wild game recently. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Which one are we going to start with? Well, I don't know. You want to start with the, the games last night? I uh, That's the most recent. That makes the most sense. The other one, that, the one that just keeps on popping out to me is the Terrence Mann Clippers uh, explosion where they... Uh, yeah, let's get to that. Let's start, let's start let's with start the Hawks with, 76ers okay. first. Let's go. Uh, game seven. Atlanta goes to um, Philly. To Philly, 
and wins games five and seven on the road. 103-96. Shocking, isn't it? Last night. It was shocking. And, you know, the big takeaways here, there's sort of two big ones in my mind. One is Ben Simmons, who we talked about last time we did this podcast, that it's pretty clear the 76ers tanked like no team in the history of professional sports has tanked to create a process to get two superstars, and they got one superstar, and they got uh, Ben Simmons. I mean, it's almost, you could argue, they got half a superstar, because Embiid quits in the second half every fucking game. Like... Either he quits or he's hurt. And well, I mean, you can't you know, blame it on an injury, years. though. You can't blame that on an injury if you tear the other opponents up like wildfire in the first half, and then you no-show the second half, and then you come back the next game and tear them up in the first half and no-show in the second half. Like, that's, I mean, that's fatigue, possibly. He shot the ball. What? Uh, because, at least he shot the ball. Yeah, at because least he, he Simmons, did make attempts. <laughs> ben Simmons took zero fourth-quarter shots in the last four games of this series. Yeah, he looks good. Uh, including, yeah, he looked, I mean, I think he only took like three in the first three games, too. Yeah. Uh, including the, the most dramatic moment of the series where he's going up for what should be an and one, an open dunk or a layup, and he just passed it to a play, one of his teammates who was covered, got fouled, and then that's the free throw. Yeah, it's not good. And then after the game, Joel Embiid's like, yeah, I think the game really changed when we had a wide-open layup and we gave it off and we missed the free throw. Like, he just <laughs> clearly outed him. Uh, after the game, Doc Rivers, they asked him if Ben Simmons is, gonna, is a championship-caliber point guard, and he said, I, I don't know, which is about as harsh as Doc can ever be. I saw a really interesting Doc Rivers statistic, and I think the, the stat was teams that are up by 25 or more 20 or more it, it, going into the second half. I think they win 96% of the time over the last like six or eight years. And Doc led teams, this includes both the Clippers and the Sixers now, is something like 66% win share. Like all other teams combined over the last like eight years or six years, somewhere in that range, 96%. And Doc is at 69%, which is just like. That's damning, isn't it? Like, you look at it, and it's just yeah. <laughs> implosion yeah, after implosion. Totally agree. doesn't matter your staff. doesn't matter what's going on. You just have a – whatever your formula is, it sets your team up to fail in the second half when it, the pressure is really on, whether that be – I mean, is it something as simple as just being in shape? Maybe. Like, they don't practice. That's what I mean, from all accounts that I've read – they don't practice. They don't do anything besides just play games. They try to do load management at all times. I don't know. Could it be fatigue factors? I don't. It's hard to say that mixed with injury, I would imagine. But, like, I don't know, man. At some point you look at this and you're just like, that's a whole lot of games blown, especially in the playoffs, man. The last couple of years have been really bad for Doc, so I don't know. Yeah, well, it's the failure, the failure of Ben Simmons is the first headline. The failure of Doc Rivers is clearly the second. Yeah. Um, I sent you this uh, this tweet from um, Haverstro. He's the best. In last last year, when they blew a three one lead in the playoffs, when he coached the Clippers in Game Five, they blew a sixteen point lead. In Game Six, they blew a nineteen point lead. In Game Seven, they lost a twelve point lead. <laughs> and now this season, in Game Four, blew an eighteen point lead. Game Five, blew a twenty six point lead at home. Mm. And then Game Seven lost at home with Trey Trey Young, the best player, going five for twenty three. 
Oof. Oof. That's damning for Doc. You think he, they fire his ass after one year? No. I don't either. They got Jesus. the number one seed. They were pretty good. I mean, I <laughs> I think the chances that Doc are back are much higher than the chances of Ben Simmons being back. Oh, you think, think they're, they're getting Ben out, huh? I, I think so. What if they had I mean, just well, gotten Ben out for, that, uh, for James Harden? Wouldn't that have been something? Well, that would have been nice. But today be a is overreaction. whole lot of fucked up hamstrings, but, you know. That's true. Today is obviously overreaction Monday, but, yeah. uh, you know, it seems like every person out there thinks that's the end. For the ben. end for Ben? Well... If I'm Houston, I'm going for his ass. He's young and he's good, and you can develop him into a player, and you can put him into low pressure situations and get his mind right. If I'm Houston, and that's my squad, full uh, full transparency here. That's what I'm hoping for is is for them to get. Yeah, because Houston has no assets, bud. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Philly's a championship contender. They need. They can't give that dude up, who is still only 23 or 24. You don't think they want to try John Wall? John Wall? Maybe not. Hey, you know what? You love, you know, maybe if you were the general manager. Yeah. You know how much you love John Wall. Yeah. Um, Speaking of general managers, before we get to the other games and the other series, uh, Brad Stevens, now the general manager of the Celtics. I forget if we talked about this at all. Yeah, we did. uh, Where he resigned as coach and is now general manager. And his first deal is he trades Kimball Walker for Al Horford and gives up a first-round pick. Yeah. Oh, well, what is this? Uh, Oklahoma City I now has, I, like, I think Oklahoma City has 17 first-round picks of the next, <laughs> next six years. Like they, something just absolutely obscene. They can't keep all these people. Like you could <laughs> fire everybody on your team and you couldn't keep 17 draft picks over that many years. I guess you could. It's a lot. Well, of I mean, obviously, yeah. obviously, you bundle them and you move up and you do that stuff. But you package. Uh, it yeah. just seems weird to me that they would trade back for Al Holford, and even weirder that they would give up Kimba and a pick. Horford I, I must be like that. Horford must be at the end of his contract, like an, on an expiring or something, because Kimba, mm-hmm. I believe, is pretty, give him a little flexibility. That, that's that's got to be what it is. That's the only way that makes any sense, because that's why they would have to also give up a, a first rounder, because Kimba was, I believe, Kimba's got some time left on his. And they yeah, him he's only, that was only his second year in Boston, I think. Yeah, it's it's just weird. I mean, I, I thought by all accounts, Kimba was a well liked player. Yeah, and he just especially old, that man. first year was really good for Boston. Yeah, I, you know, there's something about that makes it more interesting because Brad Stevens is the general manager and he was the coach. That like he couldn't wait to shift this dude out. <laughs> so it makes you wonder. And he was around him every day. So right. It, 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 it seems kind of wild. Well, he but probably is tired of seeing him sit on the bench because he's not able to get on the court. Like, and Kimba's old man. Like. I don't know what year he came out, but it was a long fucking time ago. Oh, uh, he can't be that old. Oh, he's old. And I know Al Horford's older. Yeah, Al Hor- Horford like is older. But Horford's got to be on an expiring. That's the only re- reason this makes sense. I think Kimba came out, because didn't he win national championship with UConn in like 06? Kimba is 31. Uh, no, he came out in 2011. Oh, good. I'm only like five years Four. off. Anyways. Well, that, yeah, 31 so, is still, you know, a little bit older. Especially for a point guard. Well, Al Horford's got to be a lot older, older than that. It is a big head scratcher, though. Like, and you're giving up a draft pick as well. Like, 
I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I, the, the guy who I thought they were trying to ship out was smart, but it sounds like first first means of business for Brad Stevens is get Kimba out the dough. I guess. Horford's yeah. uh, 35 years old. Yeah. Part of that Florida squad. I mean, he was playing basketball in like 2003 for Florida, if I recall. Anyways, maybe not that long anyway. ago, but it was a long, long time ago. I bet you it was like oh, 2010, and I'm just an idiot. But regardless. I mean, he played with Joaquin Noah, and I feel like Joaquin has been out of the league for like the last 12 years. Even though he's, he's really been in the league for yeah, every year. but he just, too. Yeah, yeah, no joke. All right, so let's talk about the other game uh, from Sunday. There is no game tonight, by the way. So, oh, it's this and the then worst we go, game of the year. When the last, when then we go Tuesday. When, yeah, but then we get it every day. We get one game every day until the finals, which is nice. Not much. Yeah. All right, so the other one last night, the Suns without Chris Paul defeat the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard, 121-14. You know, the the season, the playoffs of injuries continued, but Phoenix looked awfully good here. And Devin, and Devin oh, Booker God, it, put up his first, yeah, his first career triple-double. That's a pretty good time to do it. And 40 points. When, you're, uh, when your leader isn't on the floor. Did you see Paul another George fight happen? 34. He's played very well. Yeah, Paul George games. has showed What's up. Did, Paul George has showed up. But did you see there's another Suns, like, melee after the game? Beating up Clippers oh, yeah. fans, what the hell is wrong with these people? Well, I mean, I don't one guy gets famous, and so now you get to just jump people. Yeah, yes. not only does that guy get famous, Devin Booker gave him free tickets and a signed jersey. You're you're encouraging fighting, at, like, I mean, I get it. This one was like the, the entire of- like it was like ten on three or ten on two. It was. Pathetic. Yeah, everybody thinks they're going to go viral and get get a jersey signed. Yeah, some guys it's in the really back yelling "Suns and Four, Like it's just so clear the line. Suns and, whatever. Suns yeah. and Four is now like the Arizona World Star. Whenever a fight breaks out, instead of just screaming "World Star," you just go "Suns and Four, <laughs> Suns and Four. Suns and yeah, Four is ugly, very, uh, It's a good tagline, but other than that, the whole thing has gotten very dark quickly. <laughs> it really has. Uh, the Suns outscored the Clippers 27-21 in the fourth quarter to, uh, to take game one. Yeah. Yeah. And then game one in the East is Wednesday. The Hawks at Bucks. So the Bucks get a few days off. They're going to uh, need it. heal up a little bit. Well, so we got a lot of fresh blood. That's kind of the other big story now. You've got the Clippers have never been to the Western Conference Finals. The Suns have been one of the worst teams in basketball the last 10 or 12 years. Uh, the Hawks have very rarely been any good. I think it's only, I think it's actually the first time they've ever been to the Eastern Conference Finals. They went to the Western Conference Finals once with Dominique. <laughs> so, for whatever that, yeah, that tells you how long it's been. And the Bucks haven't won a, the Bucks are the only team that's actually won a championship of these four, and theirs was in 1971. Yeah. So, a lot of fresh blood in there. Pick, a, pick an NBA champion right now, Brent. Suns. I think it's the Ooh. Suns. What do you think? I think I think it's the Bucks. Oh, you do. God. The... Although it could be the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, it could be really anybody. Well, if Kawhi Hawks, comes but back, nobody thought um, the Hawks were going to go this far. It's so yeah. funny. The only team we didn't mention is the Hawks. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just <laughs> these Giannis free throw air balls and shit are just 
I don't know what to make of this guy. I just can't trust him. Like, yeah, I don't know you what can't. to say, man. Like, if but you, the thing that they have done for the last like three seasons is they just dominate regular season game, and they're up by twenty with six minutes left, and Giannis has finished the game on the bench. And if you can get two of those games in a series where you're just clicking and you're just dominating, then you just got to find a way to win two more close ones. Then you just got to find a way to get led by Chris Middleton to the championship. Because Giannis I mean, doing Chris Middleton outdueled Kevin Durant. We should <laughs> probably talk about that game seven. I mean, not really, but my I God, mean, what a what a performance by Durant. Inches, inches from just putting sending those fools home. Like that three point shot that he mm-hmm. hit with his feet on the line. And there was like a quote from PJ Tucker, and he's like, I mean, I, I, I was like, so far on this guy that I just laughed. I laughed out loud after he made that shot. Like, that's all you can do, man. Like, the most unbelievably hard shot, and he just is wet. So He was doing everything. And, you know, James Harden played big minutes the last two, two yeah. games of the series, maybe three. He is just But decoying. he's not doing anything. Yeah. I mean, it's not even, he's not in the decoy. He just bring the ball down the court and dump it to Durant and stand it. Yeah. I, think I, he had I haven't seen an NBA but... offense. Yeah, I just I don't remember seeing an NBA offense operate like this since we go back to like LeBron Kobe. in Cleveland the first time around. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, maybe Kobe just like hand it um, off to the superhero and like let him go to work. But like Kobe was running pick and rolls with Paul Gasol, Paul yeah. Gasol, and and doing that stuff. It was not just like clear out isolation. Let's go. It was young young LeBron just doing bullying his way into layup every time down against the the piston. Yeah. And, uh, and Kevin Durant just gained buckets from anywhere. Unstoppable. Legitimately unstoppable. You can poke him in his eye while he's shooting and he's still making it. You know who I am. I'm Kevin Durant. Slim Reaper. But not quite enough. Not enough. Milwaukee's a better team, especially with, with, uh, well, Kyrie if there injuries, yes. But if there's no yeah. injuries, clearly Brooklyn's the best team in the league, probably. Uh, there's injuries. There's almost always injuries yes. when it comes to Kyrie. And Harden has a bad track record game hurt in the playoffs. And or no being showing. less than 100%. Yeah. yeah. For whatever reason. Same but, with Chris Paul, uh, by the way. Like, he's snake bit as a motherfucker. Man, if you're Kevin that. Durant and you're just giving this thing all that you have, mm. and you're making shots from all over the place. And you just look over there, and Kyrie is in street clothes, like clapping and telling you what to do. I don't like, think he don't was even on the sideline. I don't think he was there. Oh yeah, they kept showing him. Oh, they they sh- you're him. talking about Game Seven, the game before that. Like there yeah. was no mention of where Kyrie was or if he was even at the game. I think that's why they put him so many times on the screen this time because they were so much upheaval about like, is Kyrie even at the game? Well, it's possible. I guess he wouldn't have traveled to Game Six. That's probably they the lost case Game thing. Seven at home. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But they just kept showing him, and I'm just like, I would hate that dude. Like, Kevin clearly said, like, we're going to go to the Nets because Kyrie and I are going together. Yeah. And it's like, you picked the wrong guy. No, that's just bad luck, man. You got a sprained ankle. Kyrie's not always hurt. He's spent, spent a lot of time in his career hurt. He spent a lot of time mentally hurting himself with stupid shit that's about it. flat worlding and stuff. But, like... I feel like he's fairly durable. It's just bad luck to land under on Giannis's foot this this series. So that's true. It was a tough injury too. Yeah. It was it was fluky. Yeah, yeah. But I, I still Kevin Durant killing himself coming off of a 
torn whatever it was. Just Achilles. playing a hundred percent of every second for the last two games of the series, and just having superhero efforts. I guess the last three. Yeah, that yeah. man really put it in. He put in the work, and unfortunately, they came short. But I almost feel like this is good for him. He might have hurt himself again if he played another series. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Like his like, kind of feel it the same like way. a ticking he's got another, time bomb, right? Like if he's never, he's got an extra three. You know, he's got an extra three weeks to, to get up for next season. Exactly, and if uh, if he's playing like if he's, legitimately forty eight minutes a game every single game of this next series, like. What are the chances he gets out of that unhurt? Like, I don't think they're very good. This is yeah, yeah he's not good. It, it yeah. seems unrealistic to expect him to put in a 14 game at that at that level. Yeah, it's a blessing that he didn't get go on to the next round because he could feasibly have blown another Achilles out of something. So, yeah, they were uh, definitely not worried about his minutes. They were playing him on all of them. So, it is what it is. But an impressive win for the Bucs down the stretch. They executed. They, you know, Chris Middleton became, there was no doubt who, who they were going to, yeah. which is, it is crazy to see the two-time MVP there and just not be a factor down the stretch. Not like, they're just bit. going, they're just clearing out for Middleton every time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Giannis also played smart. They didn't shoot a bunch of threes. Yeah, he's, he, he didn't stopped shoot, with I don't know bullshit. if he shot any threes. Yeah. Yeah, he just went in the back which is what he should be doing all the time. And he deed up Durant a little bit. Like, that was our two biggest criticisms. It was like, stop jacking up your your 20% mm-hmm. three-point shot and start guarding Durant and, like, do it, pulling your weight because you don't have it on the offensive end. So try doing some work on on shutting down the, the best offensive player in the entire league. Like, that's where you can come in and actually contribute. And it seemed like he did pretty good on both of those fronts. Well, I mean, we were throwing Coach... Budenheiser under the, the bus. Coach um, But he made the adjustment. In game seven, they, they go on the road and win. And so now I don't think credit. you're that wrong, though. Now I don't think it's that far-fetched to say that they're the favorites. They certainly have the best resume, I would think. Like, the best, the strongest roster. I don't know. I mean, there's so much youth on these other teams that has no playoff yeah. experience. So it's like... That's uh, true. I mean, who do you like better, the team that shits the bed in the playoffs every year or the team that has not been to the playoffs in however many hundreds of years? So it's been 10 years, but whatever. Well, and then the other thing that you have, uh, some young stars being very impressive. Uh, you know, this really is the turning of a play page to a new generation. Agreed. People are saying Stephen A's calling Devin Booker the new Kobe. It's a, maybe a bit of an exaggeration. But um, to me, the funniest thing that happened, DeAndre Ayton, and Trey Young, who both were picked ahead of uh, Luca. Luca, who yeah. everybody says like Luca should have gone number one. Luca should have gone number one. Both their teams are in the Western Conference are in the conference finals, and Luca's never won a playoff series yet. So, I think Trey went after Luca. I'm but still they taking Luca. The, they traded the pick, right? Didn't the Hawks trade the pick to the Mavs? I, I forget who got picked. It was first, something like that. Yeah, I, but Luca was actually with picked the, by the Hawks. It, yeah, exactly. What they did though was they traded for Trey Young instead of Lucas, essentially. So wild ass shit. Yeah, and uh, the wild. Mavs are like a are a dumpster fire at the moment. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about the. I guess we talked a little bit about yeah, Donnie Nelson being fired, uh, and then shortly I forget were we yeah, on we the air when when we found out when about Carlisle uh, left. Carlisle left as well. We talked they a little bit about it. How we're all about. Remember we were talking about how Bill Simmons yeah, looks out yeah. for his boys? 
and her Indeed. album. And then yeah. the thing I heard this morning is that Cuban is bringing in Dirk to be his advisor to help him <laughs> find a new general manager. They just need Which, to put uh, his ass in the general manager spot. I mean, it doesn't really matter who the general manager is because Cuban is the general manager. Yeah. He's like Jerry Jones, right? Yeah. That's, that's what everybody says. That he's the only, one of the only owners anyway, that, you know, he makes every personnel decision. You got to run it by him. Yeah. Any other team in the league, if you want to do a trade on draft day, you call the team's GM. With the Mavs, you got to get Cuban on the phone. Interesting. So we'll see what all that means. Uh, it's always good to have Dark around, though. I I just enjoy that. I I think it's good for Luca too to see like a, if not the most famous Euro player, one of the most famous European players. Like that's what he's striving mm-hmm. to become. So like it's good to have him. Um, no, it is good to have him around. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. But yeah, uh, we'll see where they end up. See if anybody hires Becky Hammond. I don't think that's going to happen. Steal from Spurs. Happen, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's, That's it. all That's I got. Up, Is there anything else we should be talking about? Mm, are, are there NFL headlines? There's I always mean, NFL headlines. If but. you guys wanted to hear us be really stupid, we could talk about Austin FC soccer. I think it ended in a draw at 0-0. Zero to zero. I, Of course. Well, yeah, because it's a soccer game. <laughs> Mike is, so, of I course, it ended in 0-0. Zero, zero. We'll let that no, one, I mean, we'll I let Lion it. Dogs lie. I just love all the people that were at the game posting on social media. Austin is a soccer town. It looked really fun, okay. dude. I'm not going to lie to you. Cool. I you went to go. the first game. I want to go. I don't. I don't. I don't want. Yeah. I'd like to go see like a high school football game at that stadium or something. I'd like the to go see a soccer cool. game. Apparently, there's fun. bars. You know what's cool about you know, it is anything how, other than soccer. <laughs> the like the city of Austin has really embraced them as a professional team, and like they're like flags and stuff floating down like the South Congress Bridge that leads into downtown Austin, and like it has a feel of a, of a professional sports town, like even though it's it is soccer. But it, I think they're doing a really good job of of getting community interest going, and I think it looks like it's a lot of fun. Like to go there and get drop dead stinky drunk seems like a pretty good time. So. Shouts to uh, McConaughey for setting the pace. That looks like a good time. I mean, yeah, shouts to McConaughey for also <laughs> craving the spotlight like nobody else. He is so I dramatic. Mean, no no person in any other city in America hogs the, the spotlight at every major sporting event like McConaughey. <laughs> it's, it's just like, it's, it's overkill, He's man. He's shameless as a muscle. He's there in his green suit, which is tailored just like his orange suit because he's a master of culture for UT Athletics. Like, get out of here. The master? I thought he was like uh, the proctor or something, or the wizard. He's the minister. Minister. That's the minister he's of the, culture. Yeah, That's exactly what it is. Yeah, okay. The MOC. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard it called the MOC, but I like that. Okay. That's all I got. I'll yeah, play you out. This was a good time. Hey, I, I think the Austin team should just change their name to the Austin Mill. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they never score, get it? Yes, you're scum. Good one. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back later this week. Check out mine and Micah. Until next time. And bye-bye. Thanks for listening.